Okay. Daf Nun, we're starting at the bottom of Mem Testament base with two dots. So we said that you can't, um, in the Mishnah, we said that we talked about the hides that we talked about yesterday, and we said, give me says they're aim that that the shearings of wool, you can't be metalta with them. Amarava, loishanu, that you can't be metalta, they're not able to be t- moved, is that you never use them. But if you had already covered your, your pots with them, had you already used them, so then meaning, it sounds like once you use them, you have now made them uh, a zakuk. you know, the, the purpose of them is now for hatmana, which is a Shabbos purpose, and therefore, they would now have a Shabbos purpose, so they would be allowed to be carried. So there was uh, one of the Rabbanon who came, Bar Yume, who came, Rashi says, that day he came to the base medrash, um, so he was the newbie. Okay, so the newbie Rabbanon, the new guy who came, so he asked the following kasha. You can do hatmana with shearings of obey but you may not carry them. What should you do? That you take off the cover. So we see what's, what happened here. Let's say you had your pot inside of a box to do hatmana, and you have the shearings of wool on top. And what we're saying is you have to lift, lift off the cover. Now, if your shearings of wool on top, that means you already use them to cover the pot. So if you already use them, we, Rava just said that once you already use them, then they're now mutter. So why do you have to go through this whole, you know, rigmarole to, to, to lift the pot and not just remove the Gizeh Temer if they are allowed to be used? Eloyimar, so you have to learn Rava's din a little bit differently. Eloyimar, hachi yitmar. Amar Rava, what did Rava say? Loishanu, that they are going to be muktza, that these gizeh semar are going to be muktza, el yachton lahatmana. That you were not miyachet, you didn't designate it for hatmana. But if you designate it for hatmana, then it's going to be mutter. And therefore, what we're saying is whether you actually did hatmana or not is of no bearing. All we care about is whether you designated. If you designated and said, I want to use these for hatmana, then they would, they would, they would no longer be mukta. But if you just use them for hatmana and never designated them, they would still be aser. It marnami, kiyasa rabin, amrav yakam, amrav asi ben shol, amrav Loishanu that there that these gizeit semar are going to be muktza elishaloyichdan lahatmana that you do not designate them for hatmana avayichdan but if you designated then metalton so you can go you can then they are you you can move them they are no longer muktza Ravina Amar he has another way of answering meaning really Ravina is saying no what Rava said is correct that if you did hatmana they are going to be Mutter, they're not going to be muktza anymore. Once you did hatmana, that means that you repurpose them, and now they're mutter to be used on Shabbos. I, why does the brisa? The brisa brings a case that we discussed that noitel that in order to retrieve the food that has these gizeh semer on top of them, you can't just. It seems like they're muktza because you have to take off the top of the pot. So. Um, Bishel heftik. We're talking about one that were uh, for schayra. That heftik is a warehouse. So these were the ones of, of the warehouse, meaning that they were made to sell. And like we saw before in regards to the oiris, in regards to the leathers of an uman, that there's a different category when things are for commercial purposes. So when it's something that is going gonna, is gonna to be used, meaning if the Gizeh Tzemer are they're being warehoused, you took them off the shelf 
to use them for hatmana, since they're of commercial quality, meaning they're, they're available for sale, you don't really, by doing hatmana, you don't really mean to be mavato them. You still plan on putting them back on the shelf and selling them, and therefore they're still going to be mukta. Tanyanami hachi. We see similarly, gizet semer shall heftik, that if you have wool shearings of uh, something that is a, a warehouse, ain metaltalin or some, you cannot, they're going to be mukta, even if you be im hiskinon balabayas, but if the balabayas, lehishtamesh, if the balabayas committed them to use, bahen, so miskino balabayas, lehishtamesh, if the balabayas committed to use them, meaning that's like he was miyached them, then that will overrule, meaning you said I no longer want it for commercial purposes, then metaltalin or some, you can't carry it. So again, we have two different ways of understanding this uh, rava. Either it's number one, that the only thing we care about is yichdan, that whether you designated it for use on, for hatmana, you designated it for use on Shabbos, and then it would, it would lose its status, it wouldn't be mukta anymore, but if you didn't designate it, it would. Or, really, that you don't have to designate it, just using it for normal shearings of wool, it would normally take it from mukta to be not mukta. However, um, the only ones that will remain mukta are ones that are shalheftik, that are com- for commercial purposes that you're going to sell afterwards. Tana, rabba barachana kamei rav, churiyah shel dekel, so similarly, coming off of that, we're going to discuss what happens if you have churiyah shel dekel are um, chopped, you know, wood that was chopped off of a dekel tree. She gidram, that you harvested le'etzim. You planned on using them for, you know, firewood. And then you decided, you know what? I'm going to use it for yeshiva. Now for firewood, they would be mukta. But to sit on, they should be fine, right? Because you, you, everybody needs a bench on Shabbos. So you would use the wood to sit on. Tzarech likshar that in order to use them, you have to actually tie them. You have to tie them because one piece of wood is not, uh, these are little branches, one piece of wood um, won't be something that you can sit on, so you have to tie them, and then um, by tying them, you're doing a misa, and you're showing, you know, you do this before Shabbos, you tie them before Shabbos, you do a misa to show that even though I harvested it initially for, you know, firewood, for little pieces of wood, but when I go ahead and I tie them together before Shabbos, I'm now saying, no, I want to use them to sit on. He says, You don't actually have to tie them uh, together. Um, you can just use them on Shabbos. So Rabbah, he was the one that brought this. So Rabbah um, was the one who taught this. And he says the following, meaning, if you harvested, let's say, wood, for the purposes of firewood, in which case it would be mukta normally, and then you just change your mind. Rashim Galil says, you don't have to actually tie them, you just change your mind. You say, you know, you decide in your head that you want to use them to sit on. That would be fine, according to Rashim Galil. Whereas the Tanakama held that no, that you have to actually do a maisa to them. And Rabbah says, itmar. So now, coming off of that, Rav Omer, now we have Amaroim that are going to weigh in. Rav Omer Kaisher, he says you have to tie it. Shmuel Amar Chayshev, that you just have to decide, you have to just think about that you want to use it to sit on for a mutter purpose on Shabbos, and then it's going to be fine, then it's not going to be mutter. For Avasi Amar Yoshev, Afal Kishar, that before Shabbos you have to do a maisa, but you just have to sit. You don't actually have to do a maisa to the wood. You just have to do something. So Yoshev, you just sit on them. Afal Kishar, even if you don't tie them together. Afal Kishar, even though you did not designate. Okay, so now Bishlama Rav. So we have... Two, um, we have two um, Tanayim. We had the Tanakama who said you have to tie them. We have Shimon Gamliel who said you don't have to tie them. And now we have three Amarayim. Rav says you have to tie them. 
So Bishlam, a Rav who Damar Katanakama. That sounds like the Tamakama. You have to tie it on Friday in order to change the use and repurpose these pieces of wood for Yeshiva. You have to actually do a Maisa to them, tie them together. Ushmuel Nami, who Damar Kershim Gamliel. Shmuel holds, no, you just have to have in mind before Shabbos to repurpose this wood, and that will be good enough, and then they would no longer be Muktzah. El Ravasi, Damar Kaman. Ravasi, who says that you sit, you have to sit on it before Shabbos. Even though you didn't have in mind, and even though even though you didn't have in mind, and even though you didn't tie them together, so who is he like? This is like the following Tana Ditanya. We have a brisa that says Yitzrin befikurin. You can go out with uh, with gauze uvitzifa. Okay, so one these are two different types of gauzes. Um, so if a person would let's say have a maka, you have a wound on your arm, and the problem is that your uh, clothing would irritate the wound. So a person, we're talking about what can you go out with, and we're going to discuss this very soon as far as in both Bameh Behema and Bameh Isha, the fifth and sixth pair are coming up, that certain things you can go out if it's considered part of, you know, if it's considered a tachshit or if it has a purpose, but you can't go out with it to obviously try to transport it or carry it. So what we're saying is, Yaitzim Bifkurin Uvitzifa, these are types of gauzes. Bifkurin is made out of pishtan, out of uh, linen. Uvitzifa is made out of wool. So these are wool and linen gauzes. Bizman Shitzavon. If you dye them or dip them in bishemen and oil. The Krachan Mimashicha, you tie them with a string. Loitzavon, if you did not dip them in oil. Velaikarcham Mimashicha. So if you did not dip them in oil or tie them with a string. So if you dip them in oil and tie them with a string they'll end up, they'll be like a salve for the um, maka, and it'll protect from the clothing that will irritate the maka. But if you didn't uh, dip the gauze in oil, then it's not going to help. It's not going to make you feel any better or tie it with a string that it's not going to stay in place. And therefore, it, it seems that the purpose in carrying it is to actually transport it. You're not no longer wearing it for the maka if it's not going to be beneficial for the maka, meaning if it's not dipped in oil, or if it's not... Um, tied with a string, so it's not going to stay in place over the maka to, to pre- create protection between the wound and the clothing. So if it's then you may not go out with them because you're carrying it. But However, even if it wasn't dipped in oil or tied with a string, if you went out with it for a moment during when it was Friday afternoon, that you didn't dip it in oil or tie it to the wound, then it's motelotsis bahem because now by actually um, putting it, you know, even though it's not, it's, it's a raw gauze and it's not tied in place, but putting it on the maka and uh, carrying it out before Shabbos shows that the purpose of this gauze was um, actually to be used to protect for the maka, even though it's not ideal, and um, and, and that's why it's going to be mutter. Amar Ravashi. Can I can I ask a question? Ravasi, when Ravasi says what's the So so that would be like if you remember in the last so he's saying that you we don't need to designate. In other words, it's basically there's two general like we saw in the last sugya, there's two concepts. Do I need to je- designate or do I need to do? Right? So he's so he's Ravasi, he's kind of splitting the line. He's saying you have to do, but you don't have to do a misa to it. Right? In other words, the Tanakama held you have to tie the wood together. You have to do a misa to the wood. Here, it's just do a misa with it. Even, 
Gervasi holds it even if he still intends only to use it for firewood? Or the fact that he sat on it once means that he's not only miyachet it for firewood? Exactly. The fact that he sat on it means he wasn't only miyachet it from firewood. Uh, even with that explicit das. Correct. Okay. Amar Ravashi, he doesn't have to do a maisa. Just, just to clarify, the, the Rabban Shimon Gamliel opinion, so does that, when he, his intention or designation, is that designating it before Shabbos or by, on Shabbos he can just decide you know what no I'm that's before sin. Shabbos because we know if the famous din of of, of that if something was usher when Shabbos came in if it was Muktzah when Shabbos came in then it's usher for the whole Shabbos so it ha- would have to be before Shabbos got it but it's just a question do I have to do a Misa to it tie it do I have to just have it in mind or Shemigam Liel or do I have to do a Misa with it even if I don't have it in mind Amravashi, Afananami Tanina. We have another Brisa that says, Hakash, if I have straw, Shalgabemita, that's on a bed. Lo Yinanu, Biyada, you should not uh, take it with your hand, you should not remove it with your hand. Avo, Minanoi, Begufai. You can move it with your body, that's Klacharyat, meaning with a Shinoi, if you have something that is straw on your bed, which straw would normally not be something that you need to use for Shabbos, so it would be Mukta. So you can, uh, you know, you can do a Klacharyat with a Shinoi. You know, with your with your left hand, if you're righty, um, you know, or you can blow it, right, or however you can get it off, but you can't take it in the normal way. If on the bed, on the straw, sorry, you had Michael behema, which you can take, so it's now a buses to the straw is now buses to the food, or you have a car isadin a pillow, or or some sort of uh, you know mattress mibaydyim. Um, Meaning, Rashi explains that you actually use the bed. You lay on the straw. Once you lay on the straw, then you show that you want it to use on Shabbos. Then, so we see that as long as you did a Misa before Shabbos with it, not even, not necessarily to it. No, the Tanakhama holds you have to tie it together to do a Misa to it. If you do a Misa with it, that is good enough. And then it becomes mutter to use on Shabbos, no longer mukta. Okay, now the Gemara wants to know, by the way, this, this mysterious Tanakama, Uman Tana the Palgod of Rishim and Gimaliel, who is that Tana? So Rebbechinina ben Akiva, that is Rebbechinina ben Akiva, that is a Tanakama, Techi Asr Rabdimi Amr Ziri Amr Rebbechinina, Pamachas Holach Rebbechinina ben Akiva, Lamakam Echad. So this Rebbechinina went to a place, Umatzachorir Shodekel, he found, uh, you know, pieces of wood that were cut off, Shegidram Lashamaitim, that were cut for, to use as wood. And he told his Talmidim, Tzu Vechishvu, Go have in mind, this sounds like a Rishim Gamaliel, just have in mind that we should sit on them tomorrow. V'lo Yodana says this, this Talmud, I didn't know, if it was, there was a wedding going on, or it was a Shiva house, okay, meaning that what it was a Shasatchak. And that's why Rabbi Hanan Ibn Akiva said that just having it in mind would be good enough in a Shasatchak. That's because it's a shasatchak, they're tarud, okay, and they would be unable to tie it. They didn't have time, they were busy dealing with whatever they had to deal with. But in a normal situation, it would be kasher in, like kasher loy, that you would have to actually tie the wood in order to sit on it. And we see that that is Rachanan ben Akiva Shita, that is the Tanakama. So we now have three Tanayim. We have a, uh, another Taina, the Tana of Yotzeb Befukrin and Rav Shimon Gamliel, who hold three things. We have three Amaraim, Rav Shimon and Ravasi. Okay, and now everything lines up. 
Amar Rabbi Yehuda. So in a similar type of situation, Machnis Adam Meloi Kupasai Afar. And like we had before, um, like in regards to the Afar and the Machta, that when you deal with dirt or ash, either way, that they, again, they were util- utilitarian societies. So everything had a purpose. So they would use Afar, they would use the dirt to cover either the Tsaya or the Reich, the spit. Okay, so dirt had a, so they'd get their dirt delivery. Right, He can bring in, he, he bought a box of dirt, which is perfect for covering tzaya or reik, but also by called tzarkai. And he can do whatever he needs to with it. Meaning, that dirt really has two purposes. Well, it has the purposes of u- being used to cover something that is uh, not ideal, not, that's kind of disgusting, or that it has to be cur- purpose. But it's also, it will be used to uh, even out the floor. Okay, so what Rav Rabbi Huda is saying is, that you can just bring in the dirt, and even though we don't know whether you want this dirt to cover spit or tzaya or to, right, and, and, or to add to the floor, which would be a problem, to add to the floor would be a problem of, of, uh, of, of um, uh, then it would be mukta because it's being used to either build up the floor, I don't know, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it's bayna or, or, or it would be mashvegumais, but it would be for some mukta purpose, Okay, so even though you're not, you don't designate it for either one or the other, as long as you bring it in, Rav Yudu wants to say you can, you can, uh, it's good enough, and you can use it. It's not going to be muktzah. You have to be miyached a specific corner for it. In other words, you have to say that I'm saving it for use of Reich, because otherwise, if you just dump it on the floor, in a, if, you, if you just dump it on the floor on any random area on the floor, and you don't have a specific place where you keep your dirt to cover your Reich or Yitzaya, then it looks like it's being bottled to the ground, that you're trying to use it to either smooth out the ground or add to your floor. Um, and therefore, it would be Mokzam. That sounds like Rav Liel, that all you need to do is be miyachedet. Diki Rabbanon, because if it, you're going to go like Rabbanon, which is, we said, is Rebbe Chanina Ben Akiva, Ha'omri, they say, Ba'ina Maisa. You need an actual Maisa. It's not good enough to just have in mind to stick it in a corner. Amrlu, Rabbapa, no, 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 no. When it comes to this dirt, it's different. Afilu Tem Rabbanon, even according to the Rabbanon, who normally say you need a Maisa, Ad Khan, Loikam Rabbanon, Ba'ina Maisa, the Rabbanon only hold you need a Maisa, Elamidi Debaravide Be Maisa, something that you, it's capable for a Maisa to be done. Meaning, if you have a bunch of sticks of wood, so you can tie them together and turn them, you can do a Maisa to the wood, Avamidi, and turn them into something that's sittable. Or, even if you just want to sit on one of the pieces of wood, you can tie them together and it shows that you're doing a maisa to it to remove it from its original purpose. Avomidi deloi de maisa, but something that you can't do a maisa to. What does that mean? Here, when it comes to the dirt, there is nothing you can do with this dirt to show what your purpose will be. Because if the purpose is to cover spit, if you take the dirt and cover spit, and that's how you're going to be miyachet it to cover spit, you can no longer use it to cover spit. So it's kind of one-time use. And therefore, what the Gemara is saying is, so that you can't do a maisa to this because it's, it's, it has one purpose. Each piece of dirt that you take, you can't, there's no maisa you can do to show that you want it for spit other than using it for spit, which would then make it impossible to use to cover spit. So, okay? And maybe when it comes to this maloi um, kupasayafar, of, uh, you know, of a box of dirt that the Rabbanon would agree to Rav Shem Gamliel. Name it Let's say that this is like Machlegis Tanoim. 
Bakol, with any material, you can shine, you can rub the kalim to shine them. Silver kalim. Except for silver kalim with uh, tartar. Ha Nasser Vichol, but soap and sand. Mutter are gonna be mutter. Bahatanya, Nasser Vichol Asr. We say soap and sand are Asr. My lab hakamifli. So we have two prices. One says soap and sand is Asr, one says it's mutter. So what is the machlik? It's my lab hakamifli, the Mayer Savar, but Inan Maisa. Mayer Savar, Loi, but Inan Maisa. Then maybe the machlik is here is not to do with, with the action, whether I can or cannot shine the kalim with this material, but it's in regards to the material. Was the material properly set aside or not? Okay, mar savar ba'inan maisa. Okay, that one mandamar holds that you need a maisa, you have to do a maisa to it, and you didn't do a maisa to it, and therefore you can't use it to shine kalim. And the other mandamar holds that mar savar ba'inan maisa, you don't have to do a maisa. So light. Now this is this bar has nothing to do with our case of maisa or not maisa. The kuliyam loy ba'inan maisa, you don't need a maisa. Loy kasha ha rabbi huda rabbi shimon. That again, our concern here is nothing to do with muktza. Our concern is that when you use these materials on silver, um, it might strip away and uh, you'll be megarer. Okay? Right? You, uh, you'll do what's called garer. You'll, you'll strip away. And it's aser, like Rabbi Yehuda, that holds that davashen and is aser. Rabbi mutter. Okay, so the Gemara says, fine. So we have these two braces. You want to explain one's Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. You want to say the one, the Brisa that it's going to be mutter to use these materials to shine, to shine a kli is because Dabr Shayna Miskavit is mutter. Rabbi Shimon, Ema Seifa, I, the Seifa says, Avala Yichayf Bahem Sa'aroi. You can use these on Kalim, but you may not use Neser and Chol, soap and sand, to wash your hair. Okay, why? Because it will remove your hair, pulls out your hair. The Reb Shimon, Mishra Kashari, I, he should hold that pulling out your hair on Shabbos unintentionally shouldn't be a problem. Ditanan, like we see, Nazir, by a Nazir, he can wash his hair with sand. Okay? Like every other person, he can wash his hair with sand on Shabbos. And he can comb it. He cannot brush it because that might pull out of here. And for Nazir, it's a problem. But what do we see? I'm sorry, not because it might pull out here, but a brush. So Nazir, from a fast face, you can wash your hair or comb it out because it may or may not pull it out. And what we're trying to say is Rav Shimon holds that if it may happen, but you can't use a brush because that is vadai for sure. You look at your brush, brush your hair, look at your brush, there's hair. It definitely, it's de- the brush is definitely going to pull out here. But for the other two things where it may or may not, it, so we see it, 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 it's Shimon would hold, it's not a problem. And therefore, how could you explain the Brisa that says that it's mutter to rub the Kalim with Nasser and Chol as being, as being Rav Shimon if the Seifa said you can't wash your hair and according to Rav Shimon, you should be allowed to. Ella, you have to say both Brises have a hover. You did, they're both going to Shizuz Rav Yehuda. That Dabr Vashayin Miskavan is, is going to be Usr. Betray Tanayim, let me do Rabbi Yehuda. We have two Tanayim that it, it's more, a, uh, more of a uh, practical machlaikis. 
Hi, Tana Levi Yehuda Savar Garir. It's a question: Do these materials? Do they do they strip away the, the material of the kli? If I use neser and chol, will they remove? Will they remove part of the material of the kli? And that is that subject. That's a machlekes in mitzias. That's a machlekes in in in. There's two tanaim in Rabbi Yehuda. Hi, Tana Levi Yehuda Savar Garir. That one Tana holds that it will strip away the material of the kli. By Tana Levi Yehuda Savar Loy Garir, it will not. The Maya Kimtas and Marcus wants to know. Okay, you want to say that both prices are going like Rabbi Yehuda? Ema Seifa. How are we going to understand the Seifa? It says Avol Panav Yadaviraglav Mutter that you're allowed to wash your hands, your face, and your feet, which have hair. Hamaver Seir. You're removing the hair from those parts of your body. So how could you say it's Rabbi Yehuda? So now we're stuck. Some things are mutter, some things are usher. How are we going to understand this? We can answer B'katan. We're talking about a katan who does not have, he has hair on his head, but he does not have hair on his hands, face, or feet. Or we're talking about a woman that does not have hands on her uh, hands, face, or feet. Also a sris, someone that does not have, does not grow body hair. Right? A sris is uh, someone who... Um, is not, uh, right, there's one of the Saman of Asris, has no beard, or has no hair on his face, right, so we're talking about, so, and therefore, it's one of these cases, that's what the Bryce is talking about, and that's why you can wash your hands, your face, but you may not wash your hair, because it's Shittas Rabbi Yehuda, Stavashen and Miskavin, is going to be Aser. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Offer, now we're going to talk about different, we're now segueing into a sugya of different materials that you can use to wash with. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Offer Levinta, that's a powdered brick, right? Brick that got ground into so the material. That's part of the, it's. It, it was crushed. So shari, it's mutter to uh, wash your face, even if you have a beard. Again, we're we're saying it's okay because it won't remove the hairs. I'm a Rabbi Yehuda. Kusva disman, disman, disman. That is the psilus of the shumshimin. Apparently, that was also so the leftovers of sesame seeds. So that was also something that uh, had cleansing properties. Shari, it's also mutter to use to wash. Amarava, offer papali. Pepper dust, shari, it's mutter to use to wash your uh, beard on Shabbos. We're not concerned that it's going to remove hair. Amarav sheshes, barda shari. Barda is allowed. What is barda? My barda. What is this barda mixture? Amarav Yasef, here is what barda is. It's tilsa ala, a third aloe. Tilsa asa, a third of hadasim. Okay, but tilsa sigli and a third of this uh, material called sigli, it's violet. So he's arguing, or Shisha said, it's a third, in other, in, other words, in order for it to be mutter, it can't have more than a third of aloe. Apparently that was the material that would create issues. And Rav Nechem Bar Yosef, he argues, he's called as long as it has less than 50, 51% of aloe, shopper dummy, it's mutter to use to wash your uh, beard, we're not concerned that it's going to pull off hairs. But I mean, Sheshes, new Shiloh. Mahu liftsaya zesim bishabis. Are you allowed to uh, crush zesim to, let's say you have zesim that are, uh, are, are unripe, so they're going to be bitter. So what you do is you want to like crush them, massage them with your fingers, right? Um, and uh, and to, to get rid of the uh, bitterness, Okay. So, are you allowed to do that? Meaning, or do we have a problem that you might squeeze something out? So, Amar Lahu. So, Rishesh responded, You're not even allowed to do that. You're not allowed to crush a fruit. You're not allowed to ruin food. Why? Because Kasever, Rishesh holds, 
that it's usher to uh, destroy food, and therefore you can't crush an olive, make it unedible. Lema pligid de Shmuel, even though your, your intent is to get rid of the bitterness, but you might make it unedible, you might crush it, and therefore you're destroying food. Lema pligid de Shmuel. Let's say that Rosh Hashanah argues on Shmuel, Damar Shmuel, like we had in Brachas, Isa Adam Kol Pas. For Pas, okay, or other food, you can prepare it any way you want. So we see that you're allowed to do whatever you want. It doesn't, you don't have to conform to, you know, the normal way of preparing the food. And we don't, we're not concerned about Bizayin Eichel. So Amri Pas Isa. That by, with bread, it doesn't become mus if you prepare it in different ways. But hani mi'isi, these, by crushing it, okay, will make it disgusting. And therefore, it's a problem of bizayin of okay? And that's why Rosh said, so we don't answer the Shiloh what you do it on Shabbos, because he asked us for Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah held, you weren't even allowed to do it during the week. So of course you can't do it on Shabbos. Amei Merazut, Ravashi, Havayasvi, they were sitting. Aisul Kamayu Barda, they brought this Barda, all right, which either had a third, a third, a third. Uh, like we said, it was a third of um, aloe, hadasim, and violet, or up to half, according to which mandamar you held. Amei Ravashi, Mashu. Amei Ravashi, they washed with it. Marzut Shalai Mashu, refused to wash with it. Amr they said, You don't only hold the Rav Sheshis that holds it. It's mutter to wash with this barda. Amr Lehu Rav Mordechai Barmine Demar, that except for, you know, um, Marzutra, right? Marzutra is not going to wash with the dafil b'chol namiloi. Nothing to do with Shabbos. It's not an Isra Shabbos of pulling out the hair of the beard. Um, he holds that even during the week you're not allowed to because Savrla ha Savrla He holds like the following brisa that holds megarer adam galditsa. A person can strip away the the crust that's left by uh, you know tsaya by uh, number two, right? So if it, if it dries. Wiping the baby, and it's now on your hand, so you can scrape it away. The galde maka, and if you have a scab, you can scrape that away. Sha'al besaray, bishvil saray. If it's bothering you, you can uh, scrape away these things from your body, even if it's going to remove hair. But in bishvil the apais, if you want to scrape away certain parts of your body, meaning the hair, in order, uh, you know, as a beauty tactic, right? You can't get, you, you know, you can't, a man can get his eyebrows waxed. It's usher, it's going to be usher. And Rashi says, because this is the isser of of Yilbash Gever Simas Isha. Okay? And then that is the Makar that says you can't do things, uh, you know, you can't wear things at a lady, so too, uh, thing, things at a lady, you can't crush dress, you can't wear th- clothing of a lady, so too, you can't do, um, you know, certain beauty treatments that are uh, specific to women. And um, you, therefore, it's usher. So Marzutra was refused to use this material, not because he was uh, concerned about, necessarily because he was concerned about it removing hair on Shabbos, but he was saying that it is a beauty apparatus, and even Bechol was going to be Aser. The Inu Kamat Sfirale, who did the other Shittas, the ones that did use this material to wash, they hold that, no, Lamaisa, it's okay. You know, there's a fine line between personal hygiene and, uh, you know, beauty. You know, being um, you know in between, going too far. They held that you could wash your hands every single day. Okay, because of your Creator, Mishim Shemar. It says, Everything Hashem did was for Him, was for was for His benefit. 
Okay, that everything was for covet. That, that there was certain that when people take care of themselves, there's a certain covet to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and Therefore, they held you were allowed to wash, and even if it's going to remove some of the hair, it, it falls into that category of taking care of oneself's personal hygiene, and not it doesn't it doesn't cross over into the issue of treating uh, your body like a woman would treat hers. So we're back to um, the the Mishnah over here. So if you remember, those machlekes in the Mishnah, we discussed. The Mishnah had basically three parts. We discussed um, that if the Gizet Semer are Muktzah, so the Tanakhama first said, Noitel Sakisa Vehem Noiflis. So what you do is you remove the cover and they fall. Now we had a new Machlekis. Rabbi Lazim and Azariah said that in order to take your food out, so your food, imagine your food, you have a pot of soup sitting inside a box, and you packed the box in between the pot of soup and the box, you packed it with, you know, shearings of wool, and then on top of it. So Belazar ben Azariah, he says that what should you do? You should tip the whole box over and pour the soup into your bowl. Don't remove the pot. Okay? Uh, and that's how you take your food. Because our concern is Shema Yitol. Okay? You might come to take it. And if you take it out, you might be in a situation where you're unable to put it in. And the Chamim say that no, you are allowed to take it out and you can put it back. So what is going on over here? So Amar... Everybody agrees. If the pit, meaning that let's say, according to both shitas, let's say you went ahead and you lifted the pot out of the box and the shearings that were on the side of the pot and on the top of the pot fell into the, um, you know, the guma, the pit that the pot was resting in. And now it destroys the kind of the form of where the pot would go, then it's usser, everybody holds, it's usser to put back. Okay? The Chachamim, so now we have to understand this, because in the Mishnah we said, Rabbi Lezim Azariah holds, you, you, you can't even take the pot out, and the Chachamim holds, you can't take the pot out and put it back in. So what's going on? What is going on? How did the Chachamim say that you can take the pot and put it back in? If the, the pit did not actually get ruined, so then Shaper Kaami Rabbanon. The Rabbanon are very good, right? In other words, if we're talking about a case, so then according to Rabbanon ben Azariah, what, what, why should you not be able to put it back? If you took it out and the shearings did not fall into the place, into the cavity that the pot came out of, right? And those, those shearings are muktzah. So what we're saying is you can't refit the pot back in because that's a muktzah issue. But if we're talking about a case where they did not collapse, the pocket did not collapse around the pot, or around the area where the pot was. So there's, so if, right, so, it, then there should be nothing wrong with putting it back in. Must be that even though the Rabbanon must hold, that even though the guma, the pocket collapsed, all the shearings fell back into the, still the Rabbanon hold, you're allowed to put back. And that would sound, that's a kasha. That's not like what Rehir of Ashim Rav said. He said that everybody agrees that if the pit is destroyed, you may not put it back. So, Sorry, so the Gemara says, Really, what Rav was saying was correct. If the guma, the cavity, if, the, if it collapsed, right, if the shearings fell back in, then it, it would be also to put back in, even according to Chachamim. And now we're talking about what is the concern. There's a chashash here. So what he says, says, it's almost like two-sided. Number one, if you took the pot out, you can't put it back in because we have a chashash 
we're concerned about a case where you took it out and the shearings did fall back in. And number two, more importantly, don't even take the pot out. Says, don't take the pot out because our concern is that the shearings will collapse. It will collapse the, the cavity and then you, you won't be able to put the pot back in and you might come to put it back in and it's going to be usher. So therefore, don't take it on the first place. Umar Sabar, the Rabbanon hold, ain't They don't hold the shash at all. And therefore, the Chacham hold, you can remove the actual pot. And, and, and if the shearings fall back into the cavity, then the Rabbanon hold, so you can't put it back in. And what's the case in the Mishnah in which they hold that you are able to put it back in? That is where the cavity did not get destroyed, that the shearings did not fall uh, back in to the, um, the ca- did not fall back in to the uh, uh, cavity. Amar Rav Huna. Rav Huna says, Hai Slikusa. So we're talking about different things. Now, just a, it's really a segue here. Different things that uh, you took out and you're putting back in so that you have to create a certain amount of space. Hai Slikusa. So this was some sort of uh, grass that they used to, um, it, it looked nice and it smelled nice. So they'd keep it in something like some sort of, it wasn't attached, like it wasn't planting to grow, but they would keep it like in a, in a, in a flower pot type of situation. And um, let's say they would keep it near wherever they were and they would uh, pick it up out of the dirt and smell it and then put it back in. It would keep it fresh. So um, the concern is, again, you know, if Niskankal Aguma, so what, what he says, Amravuna, Haisli Kusa, this good smelling grass, Dotsa, you have to insert it before Shabbos. You have to insert it, withdraw it. So create an area that's miyuchad to this and then put it back in before Shabbos. Then sharia. Then it's mutter to use on Shabbos. The Eloi, and if you don't do that, meaning if you just stick it in there before Shabbos, it's going to be usher to remove and put back in. Amar Shmuel, ha'sakina, debeni urvi, if you keep your knife in between two bricks, also dotza, if you insert it, shalfa, and you withdraw it. Vahadur dotza, and you put it back in. So you kind of cleared the area and, and you made a guma that's more permanent, then it's mutter, shari, v'ilav, aser, it's aser. We're afraid that you're going you're gonna to clear a new uh, area. It's mash v'guma, so you're going to make a new uh, pit. Marzutra v'itema ravashi amar. They say that begurdisa dekani shaper dummy. Now, as far as they used to apparently keep their combs in some sort of like thicket, some sort of area that was uh, uh, branches and stuff like that, so that would be mutter. Then you would not need to stick it in and withdraw it and stick it back in. I'm going to Mordechai Rava, Master of Katina. Now, on, on these shitas before, in regards to the uh, you know, grass and the knife, as far as that you, in order to use it on Shabbos, you'd have to insert it, withdraw, and reinsert it. So, Master um, of Katina, Tiyofta. Now, we asked the following Kasha, Hatoimein Lefes Fitzoninus, somebody who covers. Lefes is turnip and radishes, tachas agefen, under a vine. Im haya mixas alav migulin. If part of the leaves were uncovered, then ene meaning you're allowed to. So, what did you do here? You kind of buried them, kind of planted them, but not really, right? You just covered it with, um, you just covered it with dirt. So, what we're saying is as long as you didn't fully cover it, you're allowed to take it. We don't have a problem of klayim, meaning if it was considered planted, so then you have a problem. You're planting two different types of, uh, of vegetables or two different, two different minim. But it would not be a problem of planting on shvias, meaning if you took these things and you covered them with dirt, it would not be considered that you planted um, during 
uh, Shemitah. You don't have a problem with Meiser. You don't have to re-give Meiser by sticking it in this dirt. It's not considered planting. And they may be taken on Shabbos. So we see that if you cover something, you don't have to uncover it, reinsert. You don't have to insert it uncover it, you know, withdraw it, and reinsert it, that even if it's just, you know, covered before Shabbos, as long as you can see part of it, you are allowed to take it to Yufta. So we ask a, a kasha on these mandamrim that say in regards to, let's say, slikusa, okay, and for these other things that um, we don't have a problem of, uh, you don't have a problem with this slikusa, this grass that was good smelling, you would not have to insert it, withdraw it, and insert it in order to use it on Shabbos. That even if it was inserted, as long as it was partially uncovered, you're allowed to re- remove it from the dirt. Send a quick... Send the summary out. One second. Uh, sorry, one second here. Okay. Um, so we, we started with Temne Megizet Samar. We said that you can do Hatmana with shearings of wool, but you can't cover it. Rava said it's usher, it's usher to carry them if you did not designate them for hatmana. Even if you actually use them, it's not good enough. You have to have designated them, otherwise they're still going to remain mukta. Ravina says that if you did hatmana with them, if you did do hatmana, then if you actually did an action, then it's mutzal taltel. And the, the price that we brought that said that it's going to remain usher, that was talking about a special case of heftik, that was commercial, tzemer, uh, that was for commercial purposes. Rabbi Barchana said, if you cut off pieces of wood, remember we had three machlekes, um, you know, three tanayim, like three amarayim, three amarayim, like three tanayim, that um, one mandamer said that, you know, as you cut these wood for firewood purposes, that you have to actually tie them in order to use them on Shabbos, let's say to sit on. Roshim Galil says, you don't, you just have to have a mind. And the third, Ravasi, who said like the uh, Tana, Eitzel, uh, the Tana by the, the Foykrim said that you, if you sit on them before um, Erev Shabbos, then even though you did not, even though you didn't do a maisa, and even though you didn't have a mind, it's good enough. Ravashi said that um, so too straw on a bed. Okay, it's mutter. Um, uh, it's straw on a bed that you actually, if you slept on the bed. So then, even though you didn't have a mind, but you did a maisa uh, with this straw, that would be good enough. So that was like Ravashi and like the Tana of Yitzim Befeikrin and Rav Yehuda said that you can take a box of dirt, bring a box of dirt into your house that you're going to use. Could it, like we said, it could either be used to flash the floor, to, to add to the floor, or it could be used to cover a spit. So we said, um, you, can, you can bring it in. You don't have to worry about it. It's fine. You don't have to designate it. Ramzutra said, you have to designate it. And the Rabbanon wanted to say, it's like Hashim Gamliel. And Papa said, no, 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 no. That even according to everybody, since there's no maisa you could do to this dirt to be miached, and even the Rabbanon, who normally hold, let's say, by wood, that you have to tie them together in order to use it. Um, uh, the Rabbanon would agree here that since there's no way to kind of do a partial use to it, either using it and then you covered the reich or, you, or you're not, 
that it's good enough that uh, as long as you brought it in, you could use it because it's multi-purpose. You don't have to specifically de- designate it. And we wanted to say that this is a in regards to, uh, you know, can I use it to shine certain kalim? And we weren't able to bring a raya because we said that that is in regards to, um, uh, uh, you know, removing here. That's a different issue. Dabrashen and skaven. Okay, and then that launches into the sugya of what are you allowed to wash your uh, face with? We said Afra Levinsa, right, the powdered brick. Um, or kusfa de simen, we said that that was the uh, um, psilis of the sesame seeds, or um, um, pepper dust, or barda, we had a machlekes in regards to what barda was, and then we, we somehow we got into Rav because we brought in Rav over there, uh, that he refused to, uh, he refused, um, uh, I'm sorry, we brought in Rav so we asked what about being uh, scrush, crushing uh, olives to get rid of their bitterness, and Rav said that even behold saser because it's bizu echo. Okay, and the Marzutra, he refused to use this barter to wash uh, it, it, because it could remove hair. Even Bechol, he said it was also because it's an Isser of Le Yobash that you can't do uh, things that a woman normally does. Um, and then the final thing was we talked about the final part of our Mishnah, understanding this Gizei Temer, Lezer Ben Azariah said that you tip the box in order to get the soup out and you cannot put it back in. The Chamem hold Neutel Umachser, that you are able to remove it, and put it back in. And Rav Chia said that according to everybody, niskalkola haguma, it's also that if it was the skalkola haguma, if the pit, if the pocket collapsed, right, so you remove the pot and all the shearings fell in, then it's also put back in, it's mashvaguma, so you're not digging a new hole. Machlekes from Rav Azariah, and the chamim is whether we are concerned that it might, it might fall in the first place, that it might fall, and... Um, and remove your guma, right? And therefore, what we say is better off not to take it at all so that we don't get into a situation where it falls in and then you're not able to put it back. And therefore, you should uh, pour the soup within the box, just tip the box over. The chamol, that there is no concern and therefore you can take it out But as lo- and you can put the pot back into the box as long as the shearings do not collapse. And then we had a, mar- uh, we had a couple of marah who said in regards to certain things that... Uh, are normally stored in like a tight, like tightly packed area, similar to this kupa that you know the, the pot inside the box for atzmana. That in regards to the knife, that it, you have to insert it um, right. And we had this, this certain grass that was good smelling that you had to insert it and remove it and insert it. So to the knife in between the bricks, you have to insert it, remove it, and reinsert it right to create to kind of open up the area. Or if Katina asked us to, you have to, and he said you don't need to do that.